Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss I was that student in class who was literally mindless through everything so when the teacher was at the front of the class trying to teach us something they're writing down on the the whiteboard or they're asking you questions my mind was always elsewhere my mind was always on the video like runescape so the video game that i used to be so addicted to i would literally be thinking about that through the day through the classroom through the through any kind of like important school work so do you think i got good grades do you think i impressed my teachers do you think i impressed my parents and my family were um a lot more like violent and stuff back then so not being able to focus and not actually being able to to do my work quite literally got my ass beat quite literally like <laughs> led to me experiencing child abuse so obviously that's a bit separate like <laughs> fuck me man yeah but, <laughs> but yeah i got bad grades pretty much right i couldn't focus in in um in school but i thought that was always just because it was like i didn't resonate with school or anything right but then i graduated eventually um 21 years old and I'm working my first ever full-time job. I don't like it and stuff. So I'm going to try and become an entrepreneur. I'm going to try and like, you know, make online income. And this is when all this like online income, make money online was really blowing up a few years ago. I'm going to want to, I'm like one of these entrepreneurs. I'm going to do this, right? I get a laptop. I'm going to do so much work. I get nothing done. So I wake up to the sound of like another you know, disgusting iPhone alarm, whatever the fucking noise it is. And um, the girl I was dating, like my ex-girlfriend, she's sleeping next to me. She's She's got her phone underneath her pillow because she's um, hiding messages. She's pretty much cheating on me, but yeah. <laughs> well, this video is really opening up, isn't it? So I get up, I uh, take my phone, go have my morning poop. And whilst I'm doing that, I actually uh, go onto Reddit as well. And so on Reddit, I search for porn. So then I start jacking off. This is literally my morning routine of, of an entrepreneur a few years ago, like three, um, about three, four years ago. And uh, after that, okay, you know, I'm going to do work this morning. It's going to be so good, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll get really good ideas if I smoke weed. 
And I'm literally walking to the other room right now and I used to smoke weed from a crack pipe. I know what this video has just sounded like, oh yeah, really exaggeration or silly. Genuinely, this is like what my life used to be like. And so now imagine it's 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. I've already reset my nofap streak. I'm anxious because I think my girl's like cheating on me and she kind of is. And um, th this isn't recently, by the way, this is literally years ago with like an ex-girlfriend from ages ago, right? And now it's time to get into drop shipping. It's time to, you know, do all the online income stuff. Do you think I was productive? I remember that I wanted to be a drop shipper, which is essentially like you make like an online website and then you add products to it, then you do advertisement and stuff and you try and sell these products, right? And like the first like task that you want to do is make the website and the website, you know, like little fast one you can make maybe in like a few hours or something. And I remember it would be weeks of me just kind of thinking that, yeah, that's the task, like that's what I need to do. And weeks would go by where I didn't actually make it. And then something really interesting happened. There was one day where I woke up, I made the entire website, like from start to finish, in literally the time before the, the girl I was dating had woken up. Cause I remember saying it to her as well. And she was like proper, like, you know, shocked as well. Cause I'd been talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to make the website. And literally one day I just kind of said to her, oh yeah, like I literally oh, made it all this morning. I've been so productive. It's like, that's amazing. How did I go from someone who, who genuinely, my productivity was so incredibly low and then to, to this wonderful day where I was able to bust it out. And then, I, I mean, I did go back there, you know, I did go back to just being a degenerate again and, and not really focusing. But I had this mental, like this capacity to do this work and you probably do too. You probably have had these moments where you can do amazing work, but most of the time you just don't live up to your potential. You know this, right? The majority of us don't actually live up to the potential of like, the amount of work and productivity that we could do. There's a reason why you can't do your work, or there's a lot of reasons. We're gonna break them down today. And this genuinely can change the course of your life because how you do your work and how much work you can do and how good your work is, not only quite literally determines how much money and success you'll have in life, but it also has this like, this, this emotional and this like almost, I don't know how to explain it, like this phys, psychological benefit of actually feeling good about yourself because you've been productive, because you've been able to like, you know, use your creativity, use your, your intelligence for something that you're actually thinking like, wow, I actually did that. There was a bunch of things that I worked on and I got then to the point where my work rate is kind of like that. Like it's like a military standard. I was able to upload daily videos to this channel for how long? For longer than a year. I'm pretty sure most, like, I'm pretty sure, like, th there's only a handful of YouTubers who've ever been able to do that. Upload a video every single day to the channel for literally longer than a year without fail. And you saw the rapid success that this channel, you saw my videos super glued to your homepage because of this productivity where we, like, wiped everyone away. I went quite literally zero to 100 with my productivity. So when we think back about my early days <clears throat> of being an entrepreneur, what was I doing wrong? The first one was that I had no routine. I had no structure to my day. And so there was no level of, of consistency day to day. It was like, there was no plan. Planning is very, very important. So I literally would wake up. This is, let's say in um, 
2019, early 2020. Yeah, just about three years ago. I'd wake up and I'd choose what to do then. And usually I choose to literally like watch porn first thing in the morning. And then I choose what to do then. And then, you know, I mean, I want to be a dropshipper, but that's not really in my mind because, you know, I'm just choosing what to do, which is, this is what so many people do. Maybe you do this. You don't actually write down exactly what you're going to do tomorrow. So tomorrow, like today, when you do wake up, it's literally just, you're, you're allowing your Jeffrey brain, like you're, you're allowing your lizard brain to just choose something. And most of the time your brain's going to choose the easy thing to do. I had no routine in the second one, which is so interesting because no productivity guru ever speaks about this. No productivity YouTuber or anything like that ever speaks like this. And it's actually diets. I had a terrible diet back then. I used to be like a weightlifter and I used to think that the way to, you know, like make muscle and stuff is just eat as much as possible and to eat junk food. And I never really thought about health before. There's going to be a topic in this video, which is, uh, regarding health and you're gonna find that very interesting but at least for now the stuff that I was eating three years ago snacks sugar completely processed food the kind of like cheap food easy meals that you can buy from Aldi like cheap stores bring them home and put them wrapped in plastic and stuff put them in the microwave or the the oven and it's just done nice and easy there is a hidden cost to cheap food and it's your health, your productivity. And I didn't realize at the time what this bad diet was doing to me, but wow, it was actually one of the biggest reasons why my productivity wasn't good because what it meant was that when I would eat this like horrible diet, when I would overeat like these, these bad foods, you know, the junk food, like you know exactly what it is, right? If you're expecting me to tell you like the perfect diet or something, it's like you didn't even need that. You know within a split second if some food you're about to eat is a cope or not. You don't need any person, some like bodybuilder to tell you, oh yeah, but it's got hyper. You don't need it, bro. You can take one look at something and just say cope, 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 that's healthy, cope 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 that's healthy if it's pancakes it's cope it doesn't matter if you put protein powder in them it doesn't matter if you're gonna have them before a workout oh, carbs before a no it's cope and it's bad for you and it's bad for your brain and you're not gonna be as productive if you eat that kind of stuff so I was eating this like junk food literally all through the day I'd wake up and have like a massive breakfast thinking I was bulking and everything and all that was really happening was that my progress at the gym was, was really nice, but my brain power was, was just sapped. We'll go later more into like how to fix your diet in this video as well. Another thing I was doing wrong at this time was I was exhausted training first thing in the morning. I don't really like the way this video is going to be honest. Is this a shit video, bro? I just started getting bare negative thoughts. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a shit video. I'm presenting it shit. I think my voice is too high pitched, so I sound like a pussy and I hate myself. And I just started getting a barrage of negative thoughts. So I'm just gonna deep breathe for a second. Hope you don't mind, bro. I'd like to take the glasses off as well, but then I have this light on so that you can like see me better. And then it'll just be like too much light because it's, it's uh, almost nighttime here. 
We apologize for this <laughs> interruption of this unprofessional YouTuber. You know, this is actually, you know what? This is actually really interesting. The biggest thing that's bothering me right now that I was literally just about to end this video and just call it a night was that I'm, I'm kind of bloated because I had a fairly large meal a few hours ago and it's still like, it's like pressing in my stomach and it just, it's not the right vibe to like record. It's not the right vibe to, um, to speak so much. And it's interesting, like I was gonna just take the L and just end this video, but it is actually interesting that literally what I've just spoke about is what's happening here. Genuinely, like I was, this wasn't fake or any, I promise you, right? I was literally, I stopped looking at the script and I was just like, I don't even wanna do this video. Like my stomach's actually really full. I just feel uncomfortable. It's like, I just, you know, I'll end the video and I'll do it tomorrow. And literally the reason why was just that I just had like a big meal full of carbs two hours ago. How interesting is that? And the point that I just made to you, the reason why my productivity used to be so low or probably still is so low is because um, of like a bad diet. I genuinely didn't actually expect to like give you this message. Like I wrote this script down like yesterday and um, yeah, that, that's actually really interesting. I feel like a little bit better just telling you the truth actually. So I'll try and continue and we'll see what happens, right? I hope that this, I was also doubting the structure of this video. So I don't know, tell me if I was, um, right or wrong with that is the structure of this video shit or not but the i've just listed down a bunch of things that i was doing wrong at that time and then i've got like a bunch of like i think really good strategies for you to take um going forward which we'll dive deep to so another thing that i was doing wrong was that i was doing quite exhausting first uh, exhausting training first thing in the morning so exha exhausting exercise what i realized is that weightlifting like the standard weightlifting um routines they're actually really bad for your productivity like a lot of like big bodybuilders and weightlifters say this Derek from more plates more dates says this Alex Samosi says this that if you um if you lift weights like heavy weights in the morning you feel quite spent for like hours or maybe even the entire day afterwards so Dr. Huberman says this as well in his podcast that if you work out for like 60 more than 60 minutes 75 minutes you start to kind of lose like your health and your energy for the rest of the day. I've actually found that I think this is literally just with with um, weightlifting because I I still use weights, but I do a different kind of workout now that impacts, which it's kind of like a hit kettlebell kind of work. You know, the kettlebell like equipment, the weighted like cannonball thing, kettlebell. So I use them instead in more of like a hit training where I get sweaty, but I'm probably still making gains because you're still like moving weight in, you know, like a moderate rep range. But that seems to actually affect my productivity like nowhere near as much as like a heavy weightlifting session used to in the morning. And this is what I used to do back then. And after you've hit the gym, it's like, at least for me and the work that I used to do, try and do back then or the work that I've often done in this like business with YouTube, I've always found that really hard to, um, to do after a big session. So this was just another thing that I was doing wrong back then. Then, um, Another thing is that I had poor focus when I was actually trying to do the work. So if you imagine in 2019, I want to be a dropshipper or, you know, online entrepreneur. And I didn't know anything about like focus and good principles for productivity. So literally what I do is like, I, you know, be on my laptop doing some cope work. Like, oh yeah, just, um, thinking of the logo that I should have for my website or, you know, some, some useless task that's not even important, which some people will, will think, wait, but the logo is important. No, no, no. We're going to talk about some like important things you need to learn, but like the logo and the channel banner and stuff, these things aren't important. And this is what I was trying to do, but instead of just focusing it and, you know, just getting it checked off straight away, I do it whilst like listening to 
a song or I do it whilst, you know, my phone's on loud and I check my notifications or, you know, I stop halfway to change the music or I stop halfway to like go and eat or something. And I didn't realize that you're supposed to keep your focus through the entire like work session. And that in fact, work should be divided up into sessions, into blocks. I didn't actually realize this at this time and we'll go further into that. And there's just a few more things of things that I was doing wrong. And these ones are really interesting, which I've not actually seen many people talk about. So one of them, it was the weird psychology that I had at the time, which I don't have anymore, which was that I was just fresh out of the education system. And this is something that not a lot of people actually speak about, but the reason why it feels very difficult to do your work, especially when you leave school, is that for pretty much most of your life, the only time that you've actually done some kind of work is because an authority figure, like a teacher, has told you to do that work. So then when you try and make it out on your own, when you try and become an entrepreneur, or you try and level up on, in your career before you've you know got the job or you're trying to do extra outside of your work hours and you wanna be like an entrepreneur or something, you're trying to do the work, you'll, you'll struggle without really knowing why. And the reason why is because you don't have the accountability that a teacher used to put on you. And that makes it sound a little bit wholesome, like, oh, you don't have the accountability, but like, I view it a bit worse. You, we got conditioned to be, slate. like, we got conditioned to be workers who simply just did what they're told. They, they conditioned you so that you only really could work when you've been told to do so by an authority figure. And so this is why the transition from the education system to entrepreneurship is actually quite difficult because you've never had to do the work by yourself. You've always had homeworks and you've had the teacher guiding you and telling you what to do. That's what you're trained for. You're trained to be an employee. But even if you don't want to be an average employee, if you want to like really excel in your career and get like a career that makes over a hundred grand uh, per year, you can't just do the work that like your boss tells you, you've got to impress them. You've got to do more work outside of your work hours. And most guys will struggle with that and never actually make it because of this weird psychology that's been conditioned in us that we only do work when some authority figure tells us you have to become that authority figure. Like you have to become daddy and like tell you, like you tell yourself what work you're going to do. And this transition period took me a while to get through. And finally, there's a phrase which I really like, which is, death by 1000 cuts death by 1000 cuts and what this means or what this refers to is decision making and decision fatigue so you've probably heard of that phrase before decision for fatigue and it pretty much just means that every decision that we make fatigues our our mind to the point that it kind of like it kind of drains our brain and so we have like a thousand cuts or apparently the data shows that we make 30,000 decisions a day, 30,000 tiny decisions. You wouldn't realize it, but genuinely you can, apparently that's what's average, 30,000 mini decisions that we make per day. And each one of those is slightly sapping your productivity. When you're constantly deciding what to do in your day, you're constantly deciding what to eat, when to eat, what like how to how to dress, and you don't have a simple minimalistic lifestyle, it really does drain in your in your work. It drains like your your brain power. So there is one main principle of productivity that I'd like to teach you today, and no one's ever spoke about this before. And that is to just know that you have only a certain mental load, like brain capacity per day, so don't waste it. And what I've wrote here is, imagine it as brain points. 
brain points. You have a certain number of brain points allocated to you per day. Don't waste them. So let's say you start off as 60 brain points per day. You've got six zero, 60 brain points. You, know, you get what I'm saying, right? Brain points or, or brain um, XP or mana bar, whatever you want to call it, right? Brain points, BP. You've got 60 BP per day. And pretty much everything you do drains that. Everything you do drains your brain points. So you wake up with 60, and the first thing you do is that you turn off your alarm. Actually, no, 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 I'm sorry. You, you've got 60 per day. You get woken up by your alarm, and you've just lost, you've lost 10, maybe 20 straight away because of the fact that you woke up unnaturally. You woke up to an alarm cock instead of just like your actual, like natural wake up time. So you've got 40 left. And by the way, this is what you use to actually get work done, right? So you've only got 40 left, right? So you're, you're actually at this point, you're like, you deserve to put like, be the, the special kid who's got like a helmet on. You've got 40 brain points left for the day. You've, it's not doing good. And then the first thing you do after you turn off the alarm, you go through your phone a little bit quickly, just, you know, important messages and, you know, and notifications and literally every second that you're on your phone or every, you know, 30 seconds that you're on your phone, you're losing a few points. So you started with 60, but then you woke up unnaturally, which, you know, you got to take the L with because it's kind of hard to wake up naturally that early for work or whatever. You check your phone a little bit. Okay, now you're on 30. Then you maybe go to the toilet. You're still listening to your phone. You check your phone one more time. You're on 28. You indulge in some like deep thoughts that are kind of irrelevant to your work and your productivity. You're on 25. You decide what to wear. You've got 24 brain points left. You're trying to decide what to do right now. That that takes quite a lot. This That's a big decision. Okay, what should you spend the next few hours doing? Well, you just lost like a seven. So you've got 17 brain points left. Okay, you know what task it is. So that, you know, that big task that you want to do that requires 80 brain points, that feels a little bit too daunting. And now you know, like quanti you know, we've quantified it. The big task that you want to do per day is like 80 brain points. You've only got 17. And so this is probably why you feel like you can't really do it. So, you know, I don't really feel like it. Maybe I'll do it later. So what's the thing that you can do? Check some messages. Check your emails. Oh, Discord notification. Bing, 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 bing. Okay, you've got 12 brain points left. Oh yeah, I know. I'll, I'll have some breakfast and then and then I'll um, I'll do it afterwards. So, what should I eat for breakfast? What should I eat? What should I eat? Ten left. You see what I'm getting at? You have a certain number of brain points that you start with every day. Big tasks. Let's say you take. 40, 80, 100, 200. Sometimes there's such a big task that you can't do it in one day. You've experienced this before, right? So whatever you start with, you've got to understand that like a lot of things drain your brain points. But in the end, the only thing that will actually move your life forward in, in the realm of work is the big important tasks that you've got to conserve your brain points for. And this is the general theme of productivity that I don't think anyone's ever explained it as like in this way. We just want to reserve our brain points for the important tasks. We don't want to lose five brain points in the morning by like replying to people when, you know, you could have waited like an hour. We don't want to lose another few brain points every single day, three times a day, thinking about what to eat, thinking about when to eat, thinking about what to wear. Just wear a bathrobe every day. Boom. You've just saved like three brain points every single day for the rest of your life. You know, most like there's there's a funny Andrew Tate video where he says like you're too broke to cook, 
and like you know that that seemed to have woken people up i knew this a little while ago but like when you get into like the entrepreneur like the success kind of space online a lot of entrepreneurs will tell you that you're not rich enough to cook and genuinely you're not unless you're already like a millionaire you can't afford to cook you know people like all the normies on like reddit think that oh they're saving money if they're cooking and stuff no because you're losing brain points and you're losing time it, it it's it's something that would be hard for me to explain to you till you've experienced this paradigm shift where you're like, oh yeah, my time's actually how I get shit done. And the reason why I'm not successful is simply literally just one reason is because I don't value my time because I spend it cooking to save $3 instead of just buying it out compared to the value of the groceries and everything. You lose brain points for cooking. You lose brain points for reading, even productive things. For reading, watching podcasts, for doing work. You lose brain points for... Uh, watching porn and especially deciding which which porn video to watch especially when you get to like the seventh page of porn or something bro you, you've lost a fair amount of brain points there playing video games especially drains your brain points and all gamers know this but a lot of gamers don't like to admit this when you play games for like an hour or two you're thinking about how much you're actually using your brain like you know people say like oh i'm just playing one hour to unwind just to relax I, that's not true. You can say that you like to play video games because it's fun and engaging, but don't ever lie to yourself or to me and say that you like to play video games to relax because if we did a scan of your brain, your brain would not be relaxed. Imagine if we did like an MRI scan or something of your brain. It would not be that your brain's just like quieted down as if you're sleeping, would it? It would be hyper engaged because of the, the amount of like like decisions that you're making to actually be good at this game. So video games drain your brain points at a shocking level. And some guys, unfortunately, they wake up and they play video games like straight away. Like some guy, I mean, they're probably not watching our videos, but some guys wake up and grab their phone and like go on some mobile games straight away. Reserve your brain points for the most important tasks. That's a just a general theme that you should try and stick to now and forever, reserve your brain points for the most important tasks. Now, here is an interesting point. Try to increase your baseline brain points. How many brain points you start with per day? Let's say you start with 50 per day. It would be nice if you instead started with 90 per day, wouldn't it? Can you think of how you would increase how many brain points you have per day? Can you think of what it would be? Your health. You know, you've always heard like, oh yeah, health is the priority. Like every person says that, but no one actually makes it a priority, right? You might think you do, but it's like, you, like when you open up the can of worms to realize what affects your health, you realize that you could genuinely be working on your health for like 14 hours a day, right? So everyone says the health is the priority. No one actually treats it like that. But the reason why health should be like close to the top of your list and you know, it should be something you genuinely really look into is because the higher your health, like the better your health, the more brain points that you start with per day. So someone who's got depression, anxiety, who's also kind of fat, who's got like poor physical health, poor gut health, he's gonna start with like 15 points per day. And then think about how he's gonna get himself out of that, that rut now. That's why it's so hard because when you start with like 10, 20 brain points per day and it still takes like 10 or 20 to even hit a workout, those guys are screwed. They're in a horrible cycle. So right now, if you're somewhat average and you're like a young guy who doesn't really have any like proper health consequences, you've had, you know, some reasons to go to the doctor in the last few years, but generally you're just like, yeah, whatever. It's like health is like, yeah, health is, health is the most important thing, but you don't actually treat it like that. 
you started with like 40, maybe 50, maybe 60 uh, brain points per day. Genuinely. You know why? Be just because you've lived like this for a while and you're used to your current state of health does not actually mean that you're healthy. The, the only like super good way to know if you're healthy is in my opinion to actually get data and tests on it. Now that's anticlimactic because 99% of people will never go get like a health test or you know pay, pay for like expensive equipment to test their levels in, in heart rate and HRV and everything. But the reason why I wouldn't just rely on how you feel is because I felt like my, I was healthy for a very long time. Literally, I, like, I, I genuinely still, if you asked me if I was healthy when I was 20 years old and I was out drinking twice a week and my diet was terrible, but like I was going to the gym and lifting some weights, I would have been like, yeah, yeah I, I am healthy. If we tested my, my statistics, but then like got data on my health, it would have shown that I wasn't. But I would have considered that I was just because that's how I was living for a while. And it was like, yep, you're just kind of used to it. You don't really like most people aren't actually aware that their health isn't that good up until they have like a big health scare. Then you start to realize, oh, yeah, my, you know, my needs in, I need to improve my health. But for example, there's research that shows that once you've been sleep deprived for a little while, you actually kind of lose sight of it and you start to feel like you, you have slept enough, even though you're operating at like 20 percent less of your like effectiveness. And so this, I think, is the same for health just in general. So right now, you don't actually genuinely know if you're healthy or not unless you've actually got like quantifiable data in front of you where you can see like, okay, this is how long I slept for recently. Oh, the last week it's went down or the last week it's went up. And this is what my, gene like my, my genes are like. So when it comes to eating food, I literally know exactly what kind of food is going to be bad for me. Now... Pretty much no one's gonna go, you know, less than 1% of people are actually gonna go to the extent of like finding these things out for themselves. So just kind of keep this in your mind. The healthier you are, the more brain points that you start with per day. And remember those things that you've heard about. Eat cleaner, lower your stress, have less alcohol and drugs and sleep better. You've always heard these like health things, right? I'm not gonna like push them onto you like incredibly heavily here. What I could just recommend is the podcast by Dr. Andrew Huberman. You can search him up on YouTube, massive podcast. His podcast is pretty much like the science-based techniques on improving your health. And I've learned a lot from him. So what I would do is I'd literally just watch like fully, don't skip around or anything of his podcast of a topic that interests you. So that he's got health, he's got testosterone, he's got dopamine, he's got um, diet and muscle and all these ones, right? And just commit yourself to like watching one fully and really trying to practically improve it. And when you get more into like a specific part of health, so, you know, inside of health is your physical health, your gut microbiome, your your sleep, your diet, all this stuff, right? When you focus just on one, you realize that there's so much more that you can actually improve on, which is a good thing because it means that if the more you improve, let's say, especially with sleep, the higher you start with your brain points per day, which just means you can just get more done. And of course, you don't want to waste those brain points doing the same things. You want to change your the way that you know you navigate life. You don't want to be checking your phone first thing in the morning. But just see if you can improve your health. Any improvements to your health will increase how many brain points you start with, which is awesome. And one final thing I mentioned here is that decisions drain your brain points. So remember before I mentioned decision fatigue, that's where if you make a decision, it kind of just like fatigues your brain. And this is where the term 1000 cuts, death by a thousand cuts comes from. So decisions, we can just say drain your brain points. And a fantastic tip that I learned from an entrepreneur called Sam Ovens is that you should 
think of the half-life of decisions. The half-life is a term that like chemists or physical, you know, like scientists use to kind of explain what, how long the effect of a substance stays in your body. Just to kind of show, okay, how long does this thing last for, right? You should think to yourself, how long do your decisions last for? And you should try to make decisions that last for longer. So what I mean by this is, imagine you wake up and every single day you need to decide when to eat and also what to eat. Let's say you eat three times a day, so you need to decide roughly what times those are, so that's three big decisions. And then also another three decisions of what to eat. And that's six decisions, but trust me, this would be more like 200, honestly, in a realistic scenario of these mini decisions that you'll have, you know, you'll be trying to work and your brain will just randomly just end up thinking like, okay, should I eat at 9.15 or, or after this task? And literally you'll, you'll bounce around literally a hundred decisions for both of these that we've just said is just six, right? But we're like, we'll call them six, but it's probably more like 200. And then you're thinking, and you probably don't believe this just yet, but as you become more aware of this, you'll realize that a decision of like what to eat is actually more like like a hundred or two hundred or five hundred decisions in your brain, like these mini little like arguments that you have. Like I go on a walk, right? I've become quite aware of this. Not that I'm like so amazing and and whatever, but I think I just you know I meditate every day, so maybe that helps. I go on a walk and simply just which little route should I take for my walk? I genuinely think is more than fifty decisions. It's like 50, I hear the debates in my mind of like, if I go there, I can go there, I can go there and I'll be back at 325. But if I go there, I'll be, oh no, 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 because that thing's there. So I couldn't, do you don't realize every single one is training you. So one thing that we could do, which is really a good idea, is try to ex like make the decisions that will last longer. So instead of trying to think of when to eat every single day, should we eat at this time or this time? Why not just set in stone the times that you will eat and add it to your, your calendar, your timetable? So that you make one decision today, which will take like an hour of, okay, what time should I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, if you're gonna eat three meals a day for the rest of my life? which I know seems a little bit unrealistic. Of course, there's going to be days you're traveling and stuff fine, but like you could make this one decision right now that would last a very long time. And it's like just checked off in your brain so that tomorrow you just follow the plan. Okay, you said from now on, you're going to have breakfast at nine, lunch at this time, dinner at this time. Let's make it happen. And the same thing with, then with your food. You literally like go through the day trying to think of what to eat, which is just a huge drain of your brain points and, and you know your ability to focus on work. I, I know this seems weird for me to say when like you know you probably clicked on wondering if when I'm gonna tell you about the Pomodoro technique. Bro, I'm not gonna tell you about the Pomodoro technique. Most like modern day new inventions for productivity aren't actually that good. The reason why you can't do the work is literally because you you spend time thinking about what to eat in the day. I promise you, I promise you, and there's a few more things I'll say in this. I'm gonna give you a few tips that like that you can genuinely do tomorrow. And I guarantee that you will do three times more work tomorrow if you use at least one or two of these compared to any Pomodoro technique, cool little app that you can download or anything like that. These are like the real things, but they're the unsexy answer because you genuinely have to change something in your life rather than just download like the fucking, the forest, you know, those apps that people get where it's like, oh, but if you, you know, you click, okay, I'm gonna do the work now and it says 25 minutes, okay? So I'll do the work for 25 minutes and look, it's, there's a tree on this app now and I can plant the tree and it's, it's it's gamified, wow, it's like, bro, that's doing nothing. That's doing nothing to you. You've got a carb crash right now. You, you slept like five hours yesterday. You woke up and you checked your phone this morning. What are you on about with this little forest app? 
What's that gonna do for you? And by the way, you've got to pay for the little forest app. It's like two ninety nine. I can't afford that anyway. <laughs> so, ex <laughs> so the Half Life, for example, then with what to eat, it would be awesome if you could literally just say to yourself, okay, this is what I'll eat for breakfast every day from now on. And again, you'll change your plan every now and then, and I'm sure you'll probably change it three months from now. But that one decision will carry you, let's say, for three months compared to just trying to think what you're going to eat tomorrow. So I do exactly what that entrepreneur I mentioned, Sam Ovens, he mentioned this years ago was that he got a meal prep service that would send him his meals and it's already like kind of set out for him. So he never has to think of what to eat again because he literally gets given like, like kind of cooked meals that he just has to heat up. And I do the exact same thing now. So I don't even cook. I literally get this company, which is based in the UK. It's called Fuel Hub. I'm not like affiliated or anything, but like literally they'll send me a bunch of meals. I'll put them in my fridge. And then when it's time to eat at, at nine, 1.30 and 5 p.m., like those are my three eating times. I literally just go to the, the fridge, open it up, choose one of the boxes, like not even look at which one it is, put it in the oven for 20 minutes and it's done. No thinking at all, no real cooking. It's just like you can heat it up. You can heat it up in the microwave, but I'm not sure if that's like healthy. I feel like maybe we'll realize that microwave is actually like a very unhealthy way to cook food because it's like so weirdly artificial. I don't know, but it, I put mine in the oven, which is fine because it's literally you just put it in the oven, do the thing, boom, hey, seriously, on the timer for 20 minutes, and then you just go like do some more work or something. When you make a decision like this and you've just set in stone of how you will eat from now on, what you'll wear, you don't realize how much this will actually do for your productivity. Think about why I would spend so much of this video telling you about these weird tactics when I could have just clickbaited it and, and actually made you feel happy by telling you another like three little fast work tips. Trust me when I say it's these random things of like the fact that you think about what to eat, which is actually a big cause of the reason why you don't get much work done in the day. Because you need to dedicate as much of your brain power as possible to your work. And this is why you genuinely, this is a cliche thing to mention, but you see so often really successful, really rich guys dressed so simp, like plainly. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, you see this very often, don't you? They're literally always wearing the same things. You can tell that they'll probably eat roughly the same things every day. They have a very simple life where they don't need to think or make many decisions so that they, they've got more of their brain points for their work. Now let's go into some very specific things that you can do, which is probably just three big, big things that we can work on together that um, 
I think will this will increase your productivity by at least like three times genuinely if you're like a normal worker if you're already really good and you probably know some of these tips but like for a normal person like I was a few years ago you'll go at least three times higher in your productivity literally tomorrow if you follow these tips right so the first one is to make your calendar slash timetable now if you've watched a bunch of my videos you may have noticed there's been times when I've mentioned to create your own timetable what I meant by that is to open up like your notes app or on a piece of paper and to write down exactly what you would do at what time pretty much every single day. Now, I always did this in this like very like low key disorganized way where I just like write it on my phone. So like, you know, for tomorrow, I'd write like 7 a.m. wake up, 7.15 morning routine, 7.55, okay, um, you know, start working, whatever. Like you get what I mean? So you time slot everything, right? That's how I first started. And then I can't believe it took me a few years to get to this point. But I realized the better way to do this is to set up your calendar and to slot everything in there. So I've just spent the last like, maybe two hours setting this up and I highly recommend you do this. Go on to uh, Google and search for just calendar, Google calendar, go onto Google calendars website, create your account and everything. It's literally all for free. And what you can do is like, you can literally design like your day to day, like schedule here. So what I would do, imagine you've got like a fresh calendar. I highly recommend you do this right now because this is literally so powerful. You go and set up this calendar for like your ideal like week, especially with the things that you know you've got to do. So if you've got work at this place, you've got this this sports club, this, you know, you like to train in the gym at 9 a.m. Okay. What you do is you'll open up like this brand fresh calendar and start to slot in a few things straight away just to give you some organization and then you can put in your own individual things. And the first thing that you should start with on this empty calendar is your wake up time and your bedtime. This should be the exact same every single day, even if it's a weekend. A lot of people mess up with this and, and Huben, Huberman, and Andrew Huberman, the podcast, like the scientist guy, he said that this is a really good thing to set extremely consistently where you wake up and you go to sleep at the same time. So here is a really good question to ask you, which you might not have asked yourself before. What is a time that you could wake up every single day for the rest of your life? And what is the time that you could go to bed every single day for the rest of your life? You see, I, I can wake up at 4 a.m. Genuinely, I can, I've woke up at 4 a.m. And, and managed that for like a month. And it was pretty good productivity and 5 a.m. Yeah, sweet. But then when I ask myself this question, okay, every single day for the rest of my life, those are a little bit too extreme. I'd have to like start getting ready at bed at like 7 p.m. or something. It's just too early. What's the, what is like reasonable for me to go to sleep? every single night for the rest of my life, let's say 10 p.m. I could always be in bed at 10 p.m. Maybe there's a very occasional, like five times a year where I'll, will, you know, I'll stay up past that because I went to like a party or something. But even then it's like, I don't even party anymore, right? So let's say 10 p.m. What's a time that I could always wake up? You know, probably 5 a.m., but that's a bit extreme. Probably 6 a.m. and you know, that's like eight hours exactly. I mean, I could always wake up at 7 a.m. That's like, that's lenient enough. So 10 to seven. And that just became my my routine. 10 p.m. bedtime, wake up, 7 a.m. And then if you're close to that point, so sometimes I'm really tired, I'll get into bed at nine or half nine. Sometimes I'll just end up waking up at like 5.45 or 6.15 and that's also fine. But you ask yourself the question, what could you maintain every single day for the rest of your life? And you may be so tempted right now to skip this. And one thing that this isn't important, which I promise you, if you can just listen to me and trust me, I promise you this really is. 
And two, you may think, oh, but like, I, I, I don't need to wake up at the same time every day, or I can't, you know, wake up at the same time every day. I've got to change it for this one. I've got to change it for this one. I highly recommend you reconsider, and I highly recommend you try and find a way that it can be the same time every single day, including weekends. And if you genuinely can't do that because of this thing that, you know, it's later or it's earlier, maybe just consider whatever that thing is, maybe reconsider it. So for me, it was kickboxing. So I wanted to actually have like the same nighttime routine, bed, you know, bedtime and everything and wake up time for a long time. But I couldn't because I went to a kickboxing club where the session was like 8 p.m. to half nine and I'd get home at like 10, 15 and then, you know, I need to like shower and stuff and end up literally being at sleep at like 11 p.m. So that kind of messed up my schedule like three days a week and it kind of like threw it off. Then I needed to wake up later those days because if I still woke up at the same time those days, I was often sleep deprived. So it's like, you know, it kind of messed up my schedule. I can tell you right now, I literally once I just sat down and I just asked myself, like, okay, so far, I've been like pretty much sacrificing my health, like, you know, my sleep to go to this club, but it like, you know, it really does feel awesome to go train kickboxing. And then suddenly I just asked myself, but think of the long term. Long term, do I want to sacrifice like a routine, like a sleep routine, which is deathly important to go to this specific club at that specific time? And I said, literally, I just thought like, wait, long term, this doesn't actually make any sense. And suddenly that's like what actually pushed me to look for a different club at a different time. And I ended up finding the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu club that I now train at. And I go with like at 11 a.m. in the morning. So that doesn't disturb my sleep at all. So it's just something if you if there is something in your your calendar, or, you know, in your schedule that you're thinking, oh, no, no, but I've got to stay up for that thing. I've got to, I've got to, or I've got to wake up for that thing. Just think is it worth it? Could you like, would it be worth it if you sacrifice like a good bedtime and wake up routine for 10 years? Just ask yourself that, right? And then at the same time, after you've done that and you've like kind of set out your, your calendar, do this now with your meals. First, ask yourself, how many meals should you have per day? Now, you want to have more than one in general for for muscle building one meal per day isn't good for uh building muscle it, it a lot of research shows it's not i'm a huge fan of fasting as well and i would actually really like one meal a day in terms of just like my health and focus and stuff but in terms of like muscle building it's really not that good essentially once you're eating two protein meals per day after that like two to three to four to six, five whatever it's like there isn't that much of a big difference so it's literally just like at least have two meals up to like six but I think that actually gets way too much and you just eat in and you're constantly like breaking up your, your workspace and you're always digesting. I'd probably go like two to three meals a day. And so once you know how many like, you're gonna eat per day, slot them in at the same time that you could genuinely think is really reasonable. So if you like to do intermittent fasting, that's awesome. But don't push it to such an extreme level that's actually like a horrible challenge and it's actually really uncomfortable. Like fast in the morning, that's really awesome. It's really good. But for example, my first meal is at 9 a.m. So I probably wake up at about 7. I do some work and stuff in the morning. My first meal is at 9 a.m. every single day. And then my second meal is at 1 p.m. And then my third meal is at 5 p.m. That Like, that's a very, like, very... That's like, those are very safe times, aren't they? I, you can hit them, no problem. Like, as, as someone who doesn't go to, like, a 9 to 5 job, I can hit them, no problem. I fast a little bit in the morning. I fin I have somewhat of like an early dinner, exactly 5 p.m. And usually that means that like when I'm doing work right now, I'm not bloated, but I just had like quite a lot of rice or something. So I'm still kind of bloated and like 
stuffy in my stomach. The reason why I'm putting this these weird things to you, I hope you understand it, is you don't realize just how much these are really the real things that improve your productivity. Because everything else that you hear about, it sounds like that's more directly related to your productivity. Like, you know, the quick hacks that you can use and the apps that you can download. But the thing like setting up your calendar and knowing, like setting in stone exactly what time you're gonna eat, that's way, that that's huge for your productivity. Because now it's like, all I have to do is follow along with my calendar each and every day. There's like blocks of like, okay, so it's at seven to 9 p.m. is like deep work, record videos. It's 8, 8 p.m. right now, so I'm recording videos. It's like, I didn't need to think of what to do an hour ago. It was already set in stone in my calendar. I just follow the calendar. I highly recommend you get onto like Google Calendar, Apple Calendar, whatever it is. Like I use Google Cal Calendar now, but you can use like the Apple one or whatever one you want to use. And just slot in, okay, first of all, you wake up in bedtime, same time, every single day, add it in, you know, do the settings yourself. I, I won't show you a guide or anything. You just like figure out how to use the apps. It's not that hard. And then also have your meals at the same time every single day and try and have at least two meals a day. And I, I probably wouldn't have more than like four personally. It depends how like fitness and muscle orientated you are right now compared to how orient like focused you are on like actual like brain power work. But um, if your focus is more on like your actual work compared to fitness, I'd probably only have two meals a day, maybe three, right? Slot them in at a reasonable time that you could maintain every single day for the rest of your life. Of course, knowing that things can change literally within like a couple of months. If you've just done these two things with your calendar, You've literally just blocked out your, what time you sleep and what time you eat. You literally have such a good baseline to go forward with already, even though most of your calendar is just kind of blank. And now you can add in some extra things like what's the best time for you to work out? By now, you probably know this, right? So for me, it's consistently 9 a.m. So like 9.15, so I eat very quickly. I eat like a small meal at 9 a.m., literally just pre-workout meal, so it's just fruit. And then at 9.50, I work out every single day. That works amazingly for me. So that's just slotted in it. And so your calendar starts to build and what you'd like is to have absolutely no gaps in your calendar. You still want breaks, but you wanna add them in. So what you want is like a whole calendar, which is literally just entirely like filled with like colors and everything. And the idea is that you also add in some periods for like rest or some periods for, you know, just extra time because you know, something will one day take you a little bit longer to do and stuff. But once you've got like a calendar that's completely blocked out, you know what to do at any given moment of the day. And now it's like taken away a huge level of resistance that you had to being productive and to get your work done. Because now you genuinely know like what to do. You'll find that it's so much easier to go and get to work. And of course then add in like your work times as well. So I'll slot in. So, you know, I did it. Okay, 7 to 9 p.m. is gonna be a deep work block for me. So that's every single day, boom. Then I'll do a deep work block in the morning. So let's go 7.30 to 9 a, uh, 9 a.m. So boom, that's another deep block work block. And I could probably add another one around there at like um, 11 to 12.30 or something. You get what I mean? So once you've added the work in and maybe add some time to read, add some time to spend with your friends, add some time to like, you know, call. So I've got like a block of like three hours, which is just kind of like, yeah, do whatever you want. Read, call someone, go for a walk, lie around, watch some videos, whatever you want like that. So that's the time that kind of gets taken away if a task in the morning overlaps it or anything. And you get now to the point where your calendar is completely blocked out. All you've got to do is just follow it as best as you can now. 
which is deeply powerful. This is gonna save you so many of those little uh, decisions that you had to make. Genuinely, if you make this calendar right now, you're probably saving yourself a solid 20 to 30 brain points per day. If, and you obviously you have to spend quite a lot of brain points to make the calendar today, but then you can set it up in a way that it just kind of like repeats itself. You plan out the week, you duplicate the weeks over and over. So it's like, okay, you've literally got this plan set now. It costs you a lot of brain points right now, but you're gonna save quite a lot of them every single day to come with now because you don't need to think about what time to eat, what time to work, what time to do any of this stuff, which is hugely, hugely powerful. Let's talk now specifically about your diet. Your diet plays a huge role in your productivity, probably is literally the biggest role of your productivity. Honestly, I'm surprised more like guys on the internet don't actually talk about this. Your diet is quite literally the single most important factor to your productivity and being able to do the work. I tell you right now, if you have a bad meal, like a meal that's bad for you and your genetics and everything before you're about to do your work, you simply will not get your work done. Your brain will just not work. You'll feel like very slow and tired and you'll end up just like quitting the work. And you probably can relate to what I'm saying. You've, you've had this at certain times. You've not been aware that it was the food that caused it, but you've had this at times when like you wanted to go and do work and you just kind of like, you just feel for some reason, just you just can't, you're just weirdly like tired. And so what you can do is just consume. So you just kind of watch YouTube videos instead and you feel somewhat productive, but you don't do that hard task that you needed to do. And I guarantee it's because, literally just because, just before you were about to work on it, you ate a meal. I can see that my performance in this video is not as good as I want it to be because I had quite a big meal before this. Like it, it was, it was um, about two and a half hours ago. So I thought I'd be fine because you know I've had some time to digest. I even went on a run as well. But literally, like I, I feel it quite thick, like inside of me. So it was, um, it was a big plate of chicken and rice, a quite a bigger meal than I've had in the, in the last couple of weeks. So maybe that's like an issue there. And I can feel it myself, like as I give you this advice of like, yeah, like digestion's huge, right? Diet's really huge. I'm literally speaking from experience like right now. The reason why your diet makes a huge difference on your productivity is because when you digest food, that is, I think the single most energy consuming thing that you do, like your body does, is digesting food. When you think about the processes that literally go on inside of you to digest and break down food that you've ate, not only to break it down in your stomach acid to then process it into waste that you'll go poop out, but also to like, you know, use all that energy and transfer it to your muscles and into your blood and all this stuff. It's like, it's a huge amount of processes going on in your body. Why would you want that to happen when you're trying to focus on work? You preferably you don't want to be digesting food or like you know eating food when you're trying to work best case scenario if you really want the absolute 10 10 out of 10 scenarios you wake up and you fast and you don't eat anything you don't even drink anything apart from water maybe a bit of like black black coffee is fine that's that's okay and then you do your work and i, I promise you if you if you don't usually do this if you usually wake up and you know you you have a slow start to your day and you eat some breakfast and then you work after that i promise you if, if tomorrow you woke up and first thing you made black coffee no sugar no milk or anything literally no sweetener as well because sweeteners are cope and you literally just made black coffee maybe have some few sips it doesn't taste that nice but then you um you go and do some work before you've ate anything you'll find that you've got like superhuman productivity if usually you're a guy who has breakfast like first thing in the morning. 
Because when you digest food, it is such a huge like mental and physical destruction away from, from your uh, work. If I have a day where I've ate quite a lot of food and I've been more into like the bodybuilding thing and I've been having you know, massive meals and everything, you certainly make more progress in the gym when you do that. But I find that those days I pretty much get no real work done and I'm just coping for most of the day. I'm like, you know, barely following along to some video on YouTube, pretending to be learning or something, but like not even engaged that much. One thing you can do is to think specifically about the, the meals or the foods that you have that do have quite a negative impact on your energy and your brain power. So there's, there's probably a few certain things that you eat that you kind of know is pretty bad for you, but you still kind of eat them. So for me, like a big plate of chicken and rice, like I ordered it from a... Um, Chinese like restaurants and it's literally bro. It's one of my favorite all-time meals like where I live It's absolutely paying but I've, I've like I'll, I'll literally be honest with you It's like I know it's not good for you I know it makes me tired I know it makes me bloated and like the next day I wake up and I don't feel as good You don't realize how much like food has an impact on you learn from my lesson here learn from my mistake when you know that a meal or some food isn't good for you try and avoid it like you know, it's it's um Sometimes you still want to enjoy the food like I did today, but it's like, you know, now that I've ate it and I'm just experiencing the consequences of it and I'm just tired and bloated, now I'm just thinking, like, how was it even worth it? I should have just had my normal meals anyway. So think of the things that really impact your energy and your focus and just, you know, keep them in mind and try and think, okay, I probably shouldn't eat those anymore. Then think of some of the ingredients that you can eat which don't seem to impact, like, you at all. So I can give you some examples for myself, like, you know, big meals just in general, wipe me out. Meals really high in carbs, wipe me out. I'm just tired, right? Oats especially are really like relentless. Like if I eat a, a bowl of oats, which have got like, you know, peanut butter or something, I am super tired and sleepy. And when I wake up, if I do nap after eating oats, when I wake up afterwards, it almost feels like I'm slightly hungover. Like literally, like they impact me a lot. Protein powder is the same. I think protein powder like spikes my insulin or it does something to me that makes me quite tired after I have a protein shake. What's interesting then for me is I know exactly what foods don't actually like harm my productivity and my health and everything. And it's meat, vegetables, nuts and fruits. That's it. Those things I can literally eat, even like a like a big steak, I can literally eat it as I do my work and it doesn't make a difference to my productivity. But the moment I add in like unnatural foods, like, you know, modern day processed shit, like pasta, rice, bread, pizza, cereal, oats, um, the big fucking chicken and rice meals like I just had before, I'm out. I'm literally like tired. I just like, I just want to lie down a little bit. I don't want to do the work and stuff. And, you know, you can do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. But if we can set up our lives and our diets in a way that we do feel like doing the work, that's even better because you bring better energy. You bring like, you know, more of your mental states. So I've like, this has been a, a quite a long process for me to try and find these things out, but I've been able to identify the kinds of meals that I should stay away from and the kind of ones that I should eat. So in the end, like my meals are very basic. I literally just have like meat and vegetables. That's it. Before my workout, I literally just have fruit. Like, that's it. That's my pre-workout meal. I literally just have, like, two apples. It's just simple. I, I've got, like, a big uh, pile of nuts here. I'll eat a couple, like, a handful of them throughout the day as well. Like, that's it. And I have four eggs every single day as well for, like, healthy cholesterol. My diet's literally so simple, which I know sounds, like, kind of boring and everything. But when it leads to your business becoming successful, it's like... 
that's the, the more fun thing in my opinion. Like, okay, I, I got to have like, you know, the fun of, of ordering like a takeout today and it was, it was delicious. It honestly was delicious, but it's like, this video is probably worse now because my energy's not here and I'm quite tired. It, it kind of like works because, you know, I'm talking about the thing that I did wrong, so it works, I guess. So it was a happy co like coincidence. But if I was gonna record a video on anything else or if I was gonna do some kind of other work whilst I'm digesting this food, I probably would have just stopped and literally just lied down instead. So this the extra like dopamine of like the fun food to eat, which is kind of bad for you, it's not worth it. It's really valuable for you to try and figure out. I can't give you the answer because we're all different with this, but just try and like be aware. And also, you know, as you go through the next few days, just see how you feel 10, 20, 30 minutes after you eat some, some food and just see, does it didn't make a difference? Are you still able to focus? Okay, sweet. Whatever you just ate seems to be pretty good for you, but there will be some things that like a meal that you'll have and half an hour later you'll just feel so tired and it'll only like hit you another half an hour later we will be like oh like oh fuck how's this video like that thing i just ate is probably really bad for me to be honest yeah it makes sense and if it's a meal you really like you won't want to accept it you won't want to sacrifice it but it probably is worth the sacrifice because you can just switch it to another meal that still tastes really nice anyway but that doesn't negatively impact you the best best productivity you'll ever have is literally when you just wake up at least for me like when i just wake up early I make coffee and I literally just do deep work and I stay fasted. I'm gonna change up my diet slightly so I can like um, go over to like two, maybe three. Uh, I'm on three meals right now, but I think I might even go to two because I really do like fasting in the morning way, way more. But then I also like to eat something before workout, especially like fruit and stuff really works for me. So the final section of this video then is simply just what you work on. So this is something I'm a big, advocate for this and I've, I've said this in so many videos i've mentioned it today it's like what you work on is incredibly important in terms of like you know your productivity and you're watching this video intensively right now because you probably have some areas of improvement when it comes to actually sitting down and doing your work and there's a few things that i've learned over the last few years that i really want to help you with first of all you should definitely have the specific task like that you're going to do. So you should 100% know exactly why you're sitting down to work. If you're sitting down to just work, it's not good enough and you're not gonna be productive. You should, before you even sit down on your, on your computer chair, if you're working on like a laptop or something, before you even sit down, you should know, okay, exactly what you're doing right now is this. I'm going to sit down, script this video and record this video. That's the task. That's great. But most people just go into like work mode. They'll just sit down. Oh, it's another day at the office. It's Tuesday. Okay, yeah, let's just, you know, let's load up the computer. Okay, let's do this. And you don't actually have like a very clear specific task. Now in, you know, some kind of nine to five workplace, like you often don't. But if you are trying to become like an entrepreneur or if you're just trying to like study, you shouldn't be thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm just going to study. No, no, no. It's not, oh yeah, I'm going to study. You should know exactly, like literally specifically what task you're going to do before you sit down. One of my favorite all-time authors is called Brian Tracy. And he said once in, in a very old book of his that a minute of planning saves 10 minutes. So every minute that you spend planning and knowing what you're about to do will actually save you 10 minutes of the execution. That's why, you know, the calendar that we mentioned, like, you know, setting up your life on the calendar is so overpowered because you spend like an hour or two hours today setting up the entire week and then you're duplicating it all over so that it impacts your next week on the calendar as well. But after that, it genuinely saves you like hours of productivity a day. 
Like you'll have like some of the best productivity of your life if you just follow, just like make a calendar, you know, block it all out. So you've got all the tasks, which takes like a couple of hours. You've got to go through literally every hour of the day, every half an hour of the day to try and figure out what things to put and everything. But after that, genuinely, you'll be at like your top tier productivity. Most people have no plan, right? So that they, it's work time. They'll sit down and they'll use like their brain power, their brain points to now in their work time, try to figure out what to do when really you should be doing this night the night before. So I lie down every single night and I have my, like my Kindle ready to read and I fall asleep to my Kindle. Like read, falling asleep to reading is, is the single fastest way to sleep. It's amazing, right? And just before I do that, as I'm lying down, I just go on my phone and put the brightness all the way down, look through my calendar and also just bullet points what I'm gonna do tomorrow, exact tasks I'm gonna do tomorrow. So I literally exactly, for this exact time, yesterday, I said that I was gonna script this video and record it. Which meant that when it got to 7 p.m., I didn't need to think. I simply knew what the plan was already. And since I set the plan yesterday, it's like all I have to do is just follow the plan. I don't need to like debate it. I don't need to use like, you know, more mental power to think of what to do and everything because I've already got this idea. That, okay, if you don't follow the plan, you're a pussy. So it's simple. Okay, no, follow the plan. The plan says to record this video. Okay, I'll record this video. Make sure it's specific, right? So you don't want it to be that tomorrow you've wrote like, yeah, record some videos, study for four hours. Take the few minutes extra to really write to yourself. Study pages 170 to 175. Do the third assignment on the page. Do this. Record this video. Reply to this specific email. The more specific you can be, the better. You should know exactly why you're sitting down. And then it's important that you actually realize the tasks that you're thinking about. We've got to make sure that they're not actually bullshit tasks because if you actually want to become successful, right? So this is no longer just simply about doing the work or not. This is making sure that you actually like choose to do the work that's going to actually have a real impact on your life. You do not want to be one of these average people who spend so so long making their YouTube banner and their channel profile picture. Like people who spend ages doing that shit, they usually like never successful the the person who you know starts a new business and he spends like literally hours making his his logo or something and choosing what font to use you don't need you might think those things are important i'm telling you right now they can be once you're already successful it's important to have a brand but like when you're first starting off you don't need to like focus on those things you need to do the big hard important tasks that you're putting off there's two questions you can just ask yourself and you can critique every possible task that you think of, whether it's making a logo or recording the video or doing this or writing this, every task that you think of, just put it through two of these questions. Is it important? And is it urgent? If it's important and urgent, then it's kind of like an emergency. You need to do it. That's your priority. That's what you do today, right now. If it's important and urgent, that means, okay, you've got to do it right now. And it's also valuable to do it right now. If it's just important, but it's not urgent. So it's like, for, for example, for me, it's like recording this video. It's important that I record a video. You know, you don't want your YouTube channel to die off or anything. Is it urgent? Uh, I mean, not really. Do I need to record this video right, like right now? If I recorded this one tomorrow, 
morning and still uploaded it for the same time, would it really affect me? Like, no, not really. So it's important, but it's not urgent. Okay, well do it when you can and you know, make it your priority if you don't have any like emergency tasks, right? But this is where it gets interesting. What if a task isn't important? What if it's just urgent? What if it's someone messaging you like, or someone's calling you right now on Discord? That's kind of urgent because you know, you've got to answer within a few seconds, but it doesn't seem important. You were just, you literally just sat down to do some work and some guy's calling you right now. Your friend's calling you right now, which is kind of urgent in the sense that like, you know, it's time sensitive. The call is literally right there, but you kind of know it's not like an important emergency or anything. What do you do? Most people would literally accept it. They'd accept the call because it's urgent because it's just, you know, it's the calls coming in right now. Let's, oh yeah, let's see what, what my old video game friend wants to talk about. And then they end up not being productive. And then the most important, biggest waste of your time happens when you critique a task and you realize it's not urgent or importance. It's neither. This is, for example, the extra like little design stuff of, of your YouTube channel trailer, uh, trailer, your YouTube channel customization, your, your little channel banner, your logo, your profile picture. These are the things that beginner YouTubers who, who aren't that good spend their time on, on things that aren't important and aren't urgent. And then they don't ever build the success that they wanted. Because remember, you only have a certain number of brain points per day. And if you're spending it on bullshit tasks that aren't important and aren't even urgent, so there's no point doing them apart from just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of nice having an updated profile. It's like, yeah, sure. You know, like I just updated my profile picture. So it's like a picture of like my current setup and everything. Yeah, sure. But it's like, do that at like, you know, 8 p.m. at the end of your work day. You're just kind of chilling. You're doing it for fun. That's fine. But the real thing to think about is go and figure out what tasks are urgent and important and make sure that you prioritize them. And then the tasks that are just important, prioritize them. Too often, too many people, and especially like younger me when I was you know, trying to become an entrepreneur a few years ago, you'll choose to do the easier, fun tasks instead of the bigger, harder ones, just because you don't really feel like doing the hard thing right now. But most people don't feel like doing that. And so you become like most people. But your secret advantage as an entrepreneur or a student or a guy who wants to get into like a top level business or um, a career, when there's about like a hard task that you, you know, really just can't be bothered to do, that's actually when it's really worth it for you to do it because that's like the barrier that everyone else is hitting as well. So for your YouTube channel, it's like to upload another video when the last like 10 videos didn't get many views. That's like a barrier that a lot of people would have just quit at. And you probably want to, you probably just, you know, you're not thinking about quitting, but you're probably just thinking, like, oh yeah, I'll just do, you know, I'll record another video tomorrow. I just need to, to read more or something. Everyone hits like the same barriers, like the same walls as you. And the amount of walls that you can lock, like knock down, it, it is going to determine your success. So often people will just kind of experience some kind of resistance to doing the work. And they'll let that just, just control them instead of actually using it as a sense of motivation, thinking, you know what? I bet all of my competitors are feeling this resistance right now. And all those lazy motherfuckers, they're all going to quit right now. They're all going to slow down. Fuck it. Okay. I feel this resistance. It's painful. It's annoying. Let's do it anyway. 
That's how you become like competitive and successful in this new like hyper competitive world. I've wrote a few things here. Be okay with not doing a lot of tasks when you realize that they're not ROI positive. This is a universal trait of successful people. You want to know this secret? You won't be able to grasp the value of this just yet, I promise you, but it, you'll remember this like a year down the line. You'll be like, wow, that was so true. The successful people, genuinely, they, they became successful from not doing tasks. I know that sounds weird, but like most successful people got there because they didn't do all of the other bullshit that most people are doing. When you like you specifically need to start by not doing the bullshit, the the useless tasks, the the mental procrastination, the replying to every comment and stuff. You've got to not do the low like ROI tasks. That gives you the like the brain point reserve to go and do the important ones. Does that make sense? Because when you start off and at the same time as everyone else, and you're all, you know, you're 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 focused on do like you know just watching another another youtube video like that's going to help you drain yourself in the end it literally all comes down to like that that realization of like you literally just have a certain number of brain points the most successful people just refuse to use their brain points for something that's not like the major tasks that's going to get them to where they want to be don't drain your brain points on bullshit that feels productive but it's really not that includes my videos that includes like, you know, random YouTube videos that you like to watch and YouTube shorts and podcasts and stuff that you'd barely even listen to. The audio book that you kind of zone in and out of. Don't waste your brain points on that. Like literally, if you could wake up and the only productive thing you did was like record a decent video and you did that once a week, twice a week for a year, you would become a successful YouTuber just from that. But then you fill your time up with all the extra bullshit and replying to comments and watching extra, uh, you know, all those shit YouTube videos of like, oh, how to increase average view duration and, and average watch time and click through rate. You, you watch all of that stuff and you start to just like fill your brain with garbage. And now it's like you, you don't even have the mental capacity to do the most important thing, which is to just make the video and, and record it and upload it. And if you've got mental capacity after that sure go learn some more sure go like do some extra task but reserve your brain power for those big needle moving activities that you should probably do at like your peak productivity hours which might be like first thing in the morning just ask yourself will this task make me successful Will clearing my Discord notifications because there's like four messages there, should I look through all of them because that makes me feel like productive? Like, is that going to make you successful? And don't bullshit and cope like, oh yeah, but networking, like just... Will clearing your notifications on your phone make you successful? No. Doing that hard work, doing like the major task, that's what's going to make you successful. That's what you should focus on. Make sure the work, like task that you actively do and you know you choose to do for tomorrow that you've put into your calendar make sure it is really like the real task and this is so like unsexy honestly I, I expect most people have clicked off this video because I didn't just give you like a fast tip but if you're still watching right now you have a competitive advantage because honestly most people genuinely like this sounds horrible but I'm just going to be totally honest to you most people genuinely work like they've got mental disabilities most people genuinely work like they've got learning problems Honestly, like most people genuinely work like they should be wearing a helmet everywhere. 
That's your competition. You can, you can absolutely destroy 99% of your competition within one year, literally. Just do the right things, you, what you've heard in this video. I'm saying it so casually because it's fucking true, honestly. If you're whatever niche you want to get into, whether it's work, fitness, studying, whatever it is, bro, you can get into easily the top 5% within one year of hard work. 90% of people are, are actually brain dead. 5% of people are kind of working hard, that's like you, and the, the, the top 5% or the top 1% are absolute killers and it's very hard to compete with them because they're already, like that top 1% has already got a six pack, he's already tall, he's already making good money, he's already based, he's, do you know what I mean? So it's like it gets hyper competitive in the top 1%. But to get into the top like 5% or 10%, bro, it's like it takes one year of just roughly trying to do the right things and making like 50 mistakes in the year, the mistakes we expected to make anyway. But to beat like 90% of people, bro, like they, they couldn't even make it to this part of the video. They needed to hear another Pomodoro technique, little productivity app type of shit that they needed. These, in my opinion, from my experiences, are the real things you need to focus on when it comes to your work rates. Your diet, your schedule, and actually what task you actually choose to do. If you want to be a YouTuber, there's like a link for you in the description where I uh, teach you some things about YouTube and I mention you to my YouTube course. Inside of that course, I actually have like a free like extra bonus thing, which is like a whole module on entrepreneurship productivity, like productivity for new entrepreneurs. So you might be interested in that. It's just linked in the description. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.